Welcome back to That's Kinda Wavy. We're your hosts. I'm Nikki. I'm Shaysel. And I'm Jill. And yeah, welcome back. Um, how have you guys been doing? I know I've been kind of going through it lately, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not <laughs> It's not like <laughs> amazing times out here or anything, but um, I'm feeling just neutral about everything <laughs> could be worse is, I guess. is it like is it like true neutral or is it like neutral numb like just true neutral i think oh okay i mean yeah. you know that's okay that's the definition of okay <laughs> yeah, literally i'm just fine okay. you know when you know when white people say like how's it going and the person says it's going but that's supposed to mean like it's fucked up yeah jill, yeah. jill literally is just it's going it's going yeah i'm just going <laughs> Uh, but yeah, how are you, how are you guys? Um, I'm okay. My mental health, I would say, is I mean, I don't know. It's a little better, I think. Yesterday when I got back from my trip, which I'll explain more about in a little bit, I randomly I was going to talk to you guys about this, but I thought I'd talk about it on here. So I've never like when I've come back from a trip, I've never unpacked my shit that same day. Like I'll unpack the things that I need, like my like skincare routine and stuff and something came over me yesterday I mean I also took Adderall but that typically doesn't help necessarily <laughs> but I like unpacked everything I washed all of my dirty clothes I dry, like I dried them I put them away I washed oh my, my sheets waited for them to like be washed and dried and like changed my sheets and like cleaned a bunch of shit I like, cleaned out my fridge and all this stuff and I was like what oh my God, girl boss <laughs> I know I was like what the fuck I mean also I was very jet lagged so I went to bed at like 3 30 in the morning which I you know was not fun but I just wasn't tired and then today I've done the opposite and I could not get up from my couch for until like maybe like 4 30 p.m and then I moved over to my desk and sat on my phone until my <laughs> class started and now I'm here <laughs> so that it's was, called balance <laughs> yeah that was literally me when I was like on my couch all day and then when Chris came home I was on the guest bed I was like (laughs) he was like he was like okay like and I placed a DoorDash order because I was like because I literally I realized all I had eaten all day was a chocolate croissant oh no literally (laughs) and that's on depression Hanny like that's the most depression statement ever (laughs) so I was like okay I need to feed myself so I was ordering DoorDash and he's like when you're done with your order you have to get out of bed I was like okay true but what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and he's like, just move to the couch. Just be more vertical. I'm like, okay, I can do that. So I moved to the couch and watched SpongeBob. So nice. There you go. Those things do make a difference. Like, obviously, True. it's when you go from being like a functional human to like being like really depressed. Obviously, it's like, what the fuck is this? But also, given that you're really depressed, getting out of bed is like, hell yeah. Like being on the couch is a whole, that, that's a daytime activity as opposed to like a nighttime activity for the most part. So that is like, you are being quote unquote functional by being on the couch True. at least. So I'm showing up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, should I tell y'all about my yeah, trip? I was going to say, do you want to talk about your trip? Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of the depression meals, that was, uh, we had, me and Shelby had a lot of those. So Shelby <laughs> and I went to San Francisco <laughs> for outside lands, a music festival, which I'll also explain. It was overall like great, but also like the definition of so chaotic, um, but every time that we got home to get food, every single food place was like closed. And also it would take like two hours to get here because everyone was ordering around the city that went to outside lands. And it would it would be like if we got lucky, there would be one ghost kitchen open on Uber Eats and it would be like we'd order like garlic bread. From there. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then we'd have to and then we'd one time the first night we went to bed at like 5 a.m. that time, which is 7 a.m. this time because we like got home late from an after show and then had to order food, which took two hours to get there. We didn't even know if it would get there. Thankfully it did. So yeah, that trip was interesting. I can't believe I just got back yesterday because it already feels like ages ago in a way. So overall it was like great. Um, I saw three of my all time favorite artists ever there. So I saw Tyler, Gaetronada and Tame Impala among like many others like Caroline Polachek. <laughs> missed 070 shake which i am very oh sad God, about how'd you miss yeah them? 
Shelby and I like got there the first day and it just took a lot longer than we thought. And then we got there like I think right when she left. It's at least I have tickets to see her in May with Spencer. Um oh, yeah. I know Spencer listens to this and he's gonna be upset to hear that I did not see O seven O Shake and I'm very disappointed in myself as well. Also, shout out to Spencer for reaching out to me because he heard about my mental health in these episodes, which is really nice. So Aww. thank you. Aww. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, oh, someone shake didn't see her. It's okay. Um, saw Sharon Van Etten, which I've been crying to a lot recently, so that was great. <laughs> nice. But any, yeah. So, anyways, like Friday is like, I mean, Sunday was the day I was like most looking forward to. No, Friday and Sunday, honestly. But Sunday was like the one that I had emotional stakes involved in for some reason because I was like, I've seen Tame multiple times now, and I've loved it every time. But I just I have this urge to be like emotional at Tame. So I was waiting for that. But Friday also had like Kate Trinata, Glass Animals, Tyler, like all these people that I love so much. And at Glass Animals, we were thinking like I remember telling Shelby that that was like I experienced a moment during the set where I was like this right now. I experienced like peak euphoria. Like I have never in my life experienced that level of happiness for like, even a split second. That's awesome. And yeah, which was absolutely wonderful. And then and then it was like this weird karmic thing where like because I experienced the happiness at such an extreme, we experienced the negativity on the opposite side. So we're trying to leave the set and it's swarms of people like it is. It's just no amount of describing this could make anyone that wasn't there understand exactly how packed this was. It's like you're trying to walk across a huge like field to another stage and you can't even leave the stage area because there's like people come like lines of people coming at you from different directions the entire time you're just pushing against bodies hoping that you get Ew. somewhere yeah usually i'm also, really good when at- you said when you said swarms i was picturing like bees like i was no, like I know. they were getting attacked by insects dude dude literally when i the way i describe it to my mom is like if imagine like being swarmed by insects but it was somehow being swarmed by humans it was just like it, it was like gross it was just like bodies everywhere and i'm not even <laughs> I, I don't mind being in big crowds at all. Like I, I love Lala and it's like fine. And I, I think that's, I mean, I know that's a pretty big festival. Something about this one, they just, they sold so many tickets. And I think it's the thing that they do every single year. So leaving, like going to Tame, we also wanted to get up there like close on Sunday. So it makes sense. But going to Tame, we had to leave a set that we wanted to see earlier, two and a half hours early to be able to like get to tame and like order food and everything and pee and do everything we need to do before the set because everything there was so inaccessible. It was fucking insane. Like everywhere you go, you have to push through crowds. There's no such thing as like open space. I'm used to being able to, I know I'm used to being, I hate that. It was that aspect was so horrible. I'm so used to being able to find people at festivals, like even ones that I haven't really been to because I I know how to navigate that by now. And at Outside Lands, like Shelby and I were going to meet up originally after K Tronada. She wanted to see the strokes and I wanted to see Tyler. And we decided not to split up before that anyways. But like we literally would not have been able to find each other. Like there's absolutely zero way you cannot find anyone. Like if you even like don't hold on to the person when that's like walking in front of you you will most likely lose them because there's so many people like just pushing up against in a uh, in a current <laughs> no you literally do it is it's it's it was the undertow it was so insane and then when we were trying to leave we bought these shuttle passes but there were no signs indicating where the shuttles were so we got to this one street that was the other exit to like where the shuttles weren't but no signs indicating that like where to go if you were looking for that um there were these buses that were coming down that street that weren't the shuttles but still buses that were just like out of service which is what happened at GovBall um and then and by GovBall I mean well you guys know but to GovBall two years ago which was horrendous <laughs> um yeah so eventually we're like okay fuck so we need to figure something out so we walk up <laughs> the like two days before Shelby had at there were a bunch of hills in that city like big ass hills you have to walk up and Shelby had said would you like go up that hill for some if it's something that we really wanted to do and I was like yes like if it was for KTR or something and we had to walk up those hills to leave that area like just without stopping these fucking vertical <laughs> ass hills when we <laughs> are the, the inclines literally like 90% no literally it's <laughs> insane and we had to keep doing that I think we walked for at least like 40 minutes oh until we got to a place where we could finally get an uber <laughs> And we were looking on the on like the subreddit. There were people who walked like for three hours after. Oh my God. Yeah. This like 
I just cannot believe I cannot believe how disorganized it was. But I mean, not I'm as like, are you in middle of the desert? How are you even walking for three hours? It was literally Golden Gate Park. So it was like it wasn't in the city, but like there were it was residential like outside of the park. Like there were. Oh, my God. It was just it was just fucking insane. And also, it was just scary because we were these like two women in a city that we aren't familiar with. And yeah. like also it was just it was peak. My mom's going to die when she hears this. It was it was peak like this is like the situation that every parent wants you to avoid. And it's always like, obviously, that's not going to happen. Our phones were about to die. Oh <laughs> we both God. had our phones at like 13% trying to get a fucking Uber. Finally, I think we did. And then we got back. We had like literally 10 minutes to like recoup. And then we got to Katra, the Katra after show, which was like one of the best experiences ever. But yeah, anyway, so like this festival, it's just it wasn't as bad as Gutball because there wasn't a literal like basically hurricane that made us <laughs> migrate off a fucking island um but so you know better than that but there were multiple moments where i was getting like especially that first year i was getting major gut ball vibes i don't know what it is i am sure that they exist but like any festival i've been to that isn't in illinois doesn't have their shit together granted i've been to two outside of illinois which was like gov ball in new york and then this one in california and san francisco but i don't understand why like at Lala I know that I'm also used to it but it's so simple it's so simple like there's public transit everywhere you might take a while to get on it if you don't know the right stops but you can figure it out things are organized it's like it is like busy but I've I don't know it's never like there's open space for you to like sit and stuff and there's there was no space at this place I was gonna say do you think it's just because there's more people at those other festivals and I, so I, like they just can't accommodate it I think it I think that is the case. I don't know about GovBlon. In that case it didn't feel like overpopulated or anything, but at this it did. And I don't understand. Like I understand the the desire to sell more tickets because it means more money, but there's a reason why things have limits. Like I rarely oh, yeah. ever I rarely am ever somewhere where I'm like this is this was oversold or something, whether it's a festival or anything else. I don't understand why they thought that they should do that. And apparently it's like an every year thing. And it's just like I don't know. I don't know why, but it insulted me because I'm like, get your shit together, dude. Like, this is like a big ass festival. Like, you, you, you need to do better. I don't understand what this is. Like, it's is this really the way? Like, the status quo there is like just being stuck in a crowd. What wherever you go, everything takes so long. Oh, the porta potties on the last day. We finally just went to them because we had to get to Tame two hours early, two and a half hours early. We went to these porta potties that I'm, like, were scared. all they were all overflowing with pee. Every single oh, one. Oh there were some that had like I went in the one that at least had at least had an inch of like space at the top so the pee wouldn't like splash onto me. But yeah. So it's that was like so many people peed in it that it filled I'm thinking of how deep porta potties go. I know. I'm just thinking of all the that much that piss needs in, to it. Be in there. <laughs> I fucking know, dude. I fucking know. That's like an entire septic tank. <laughs> dude, I know. So and then the last night, so like we're at Tame and we're super close. It was like it, it was so great. We're so excited. We hear everyone cheering like they're about to come out. And then like they have like these like visuals that start and everyone's like, woo, you know, whatever. And then <laughs> and then they say due to inclement weather or something, Tame and Paula will not be performing tonight. I shut <laughs> <laughs> when I say I cannot explain the trigger <laughs> that that was. Oh my god. For context for listeners, long story short, GovVault 2 years ago, horrible. On the last day, we were finally going to see Katernada after like other shit shows that happened at the festival. He comes out, everyone's cheering, and the second that it says Katernada like up there, it's set, like it says like there's a storm, whatever, like everyone needs to evacuate. And we were like, no, 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 no. And then that's the day that like we were leaving. People were like tearing down barricades, tearing down the art <laughs> installations, trying to leave. The buses were on. The, this was on an island in New York. The buses were like on the island already, but just weren't taking people on for some reason. And there were people with children asking the cops, like this is the Titanic right now. <laughs> people <laughs> with children asking the cops like what to do. And they're like, your best bet is to find an Uber. No Ubers in sight because there's a fucking like a hurricane happening. And then there was a whole migration of people leaving the <laughs> island, walking back on, like on apocalyptic to- shit. It literally fucking was. So when I fucking heard tame come out and say that I was like I cannot tell you the sinking feeling that I had I was like no 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 this is not <laughs> happening this is not happening there's no fucking way especially because it was also like at the same time it happened for Katrinata on the same day like the last day of the festival but 
they were fucking around. They were like, so the Wiggles are here. <laughs> they dressed up as the Wiggles. It's like, fuck. so stupid. I know. I was like, fuck oh you, Tame. God. And I also, my dumbass at the moment, intoxicated, was like, holy shit, are those the actual Wiggles? <laughs> Can you imagine? That, that was the replacement band for Tame. Honestly, like, it would be iconic. Salad <laughs> for real. Psychedelic remix. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, I swear I actually saw a recent video of them doing a Team Impala cover. Is that true? The no, I literally think you're right. I swear they did. Didn't they I do like Elephant or that. something? Wait, yeah. Think- yeah. Holy shit, I think you're right. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if that's related to their costume. But they're yeah, so- going to do a collab soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duma, get on that one. It would honestly be so good. But yeah, Tame was like absolutely great. Uh, so were the other sets we saw. There were some stages. The Catronata set there. Um, the stage was so fucking awful. The audio could not have been worse. It all sounded muffled. So oh. that was very unfortunate. But like we made it up at the after show. So anyways, that that was my weekend. It was both incredibly euphoric and incredibly dysphoric at the same time. So <laughs> it was quite the experience. You get the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Literally. Okay, wait, can I tell you guys quickly about the, and then we can move on to our actual topic, the story about the guy that said oh, the oh, already comment? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Shelby and I are in line at the after show for K Tornada. And we're like, like in line to get in. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of people, I guess, not, okay, not that many, but at least like five different men throughout the weekend that approached us and were actually just like friendly, which I'm so not used to. Like usually if a man talks to me, I immediately shut down the conversation because I'm like, I don't want this to go anywhere at all. But these people were just like platonic and like friendly. So it was fine. This guy starts talking to us. And at first I'm like, I don't want to talk right now. But he was like being friendly and it was me and Shelby. So it was like, fine. We talked about Tyler at like his set at Outside Lands, all this stuff. And and then we're talking about like our favorite artists. And I said that Tyler was my second favorite artist of all time. Because who's your first, your favorite artist of all time? Also before this, this guy seemed like chill. I said Ariana Grande, but that's more way more than like just music to me, which I mean, so is Tyler, but you know what I mean. Um, and he goes, he laughs and he goes, Okay, I'll give you another chance that you say like your actual number one music person that one didn't count and I was like what do you mean that doesn't count and like and Shelly was like that counts and then he starts making derogatory comments but Ari I can't remember the first couple of ones starts saying things that are like indicating that what she makes is an actual music and then oh, fuck I need to think of though I there was one comment that stuck with me I oh he people. said oh god he said number about Ari he said number one and two like regarding my my favorite artist placements number one and two more like she can't count to three or four oh my (laughs) god literally like I hate people like that where it's like okay just because you like indie bands doesn't mean you can't like pop music like there's like a reason these people are big because they make good music like talk shit about ariana or just any like pop girl in general i'm like okay clearly like usually it's a man i'm like okay clearly you're, you just like hate women exactly like, i have what never it comes down to i've honestly yeah. i've honestly never i know that they exist i personally have never even heard a man even like shitty men talk about ariana in that way because like I just I I didn't I'm I'm upset that I didn't say anything else after he made that comment I like turned around and he could tell that I was like pissed the fuck off and he was like sorry that was rude and there's this other guy in front of us that was like I can't remember how he said it but it was nice he was like I also really like Ariana Grande like she's the best and I'm like Thank Aww, you. okay Aww, <laughs> yeah baby. yeah um and he was like defending us and then I was talking to him like obviously talking about the other guy behind us talking about how amazing Ari is that comment pissed me off. For so many reasons, obviously not calling her music music is so infuriating because she is incredibly talented in so many ways. She's not just like, she doesn't just make popular music. Like she knows music. And like if anyone, I obviously don't know her personally, but I know as much as I can as like a stranger about this woman. And she is so, so intelligent in so many ways and so capable of doing whatever she wants to do. It's like insane. And for someone to claim that she's like, 
an idiot and that she can't count to three or four that is just so inherently misogynistic and derogatory and absolutely disgusting like how dare you talk talk about this woman this way wait, wait, wait. you realize like, he was saying you can't count to three or four no no the way he said it was like the way he said it was talking about ari oh because i thought you he were was saying, saying that she can't he said like he said uh number one or two more like she can't count to three or four like and he, he said that in re- he was saying referencing he was saying that referencing ari for sure oh okay yeah Reg- i mean regardless either way it's a fucking asshole comment. i know i know i just and it's like so you're saying that i'm assuming because you think that she's like a bimbo or some shit because she's like hot what what like era do you live in sir do you not realize that like hotness has nothing to do with intelligence like what the fuck what is this it is just it was so sexist and disgusting it's so annoying because it's like if you're ugly they're gonna make fun of you for being ugly and then if you're hot they're gonna make fun of you for being dumb so it's like what do you want me to be then i agree like, Honestly, part of it is because she played cat. Oh, honestly, like, maybe. Yeah, and these people don't have yeah, people don't have like critical thinking skills and like understand. And people like, what people just is. like thought she t- like talks like that and then she just like is literally like not <laughs> not okay. I don't even know how to explain how cat is hate, like <laughs> I hate the character cat and I love Yeah, me too. I don't like it. I don't like the character cat. I just, just find her annoying. <laughs> I agree. It's just crazy because like who Ariana Grande is, is like so much, she's so much more well known for everything after that. Like not even like directly after Cap, more like in the past couple of years. So it's like, that's when she like, I'm just always in the public eye since that, but you know, really got in the public eye. So it's like, you should know better. And that woman is just like, it's aside, aside from like my complete adoration and like pure love for this person. I, I just cannot believe that she could be perceived that way especially after everything that she's been through like how dare you and how gracefully she's gotten through so much in her life like i it's for him to say that was like the most disrespectful comment that i could ever hear someone say to me i'd rather have him say that about me um i think like around our age like probably like between like he could have been like between like 21 to like maybe 25 maybe i know he must have been at least 21 because to get in there but yeah well i hate him i know i hate him so if he somehow hears this you're stupid yeah and you're ugly yep yep exactly (laughs) okay so anyways on to our (laughs) topic for the day yeah, so our actual topic, well, we kind of have two different topics because they're yeah. both, like mini topics. So the first one is um, people may have seen it on, it was like on the Snapchat news, which <laughs> Loki has some absolute gems. <laughs> True. Well, yeah, it was also, page. the original article was posted by the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying like it did, yeah. it's gotten an, around enough where you might have seen it. But yeah, it's, it's on the Daily Mail shit now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. T- literally modern day tabloids. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> and, uh, but it's that, uh, it seems like it's mostly w- young girls or women, young women um, that are like developing tics based off of like TikTok. So Jill's the one who found the article initially. So do you want to kind of explain it, Jill, like what the article is about? Yeah. So basically it was talking about how like, I don't know exactly how many studies have come out about this, but like they're talking about at least a recent study um, by actual people who research this type of shit. Not just, <laughs> not like, just, not just the, a BuzzFeed The Wall Street Journal journalist <laughs> did a study here. So, uh, yeah, it's a legit study, at least. Um, But they're looking into how a bunch of girls have been developing these tics because they're watching a bunch of, like, Tourette's TikTok, which I've never watched that at all. I'm assuming it's literally just people, like, documenting their their tics. And, like, most of these tics are, like, pretty severe I follow actually a couple Tourette's creators because one of them I follow, she's just a really good artist. Um, and so she'll like talk about her Tourette's while drawing. So it's just like interesting because of that. And then another girl is really funny. What she'll do is she'll 
start singing like a Disney song or something. And she's like, my ticks are really bad today. So I'm going to let them write the lyrics. So she'll start like singing and like, it will like change the lyrics, but it will still rhyme rhyme and stuff. So it's really funny. So it is like, it's one of those things. I don't know how to explain it, but the way I felt looking for Alaska idolized depression is the way Tourette's TikTok makes me feel like it's not idolizing, but like, what's what's the word for that? Like, I, I, I see what I don't want to say glorifying, glorifying, but, like- but glorifying because I can see, like, not that the people who have Tourette's themselves are doing it, but it does get you a lot of views, and it's not. And I think in some ways people do it like watch it in a negative way of like judging it, but yeah. you see it gets yeah. a lot of views and a lot of like girls like want to get big so then it's like oh that'd be i wish i had Tourette's because like that seems so interesting and funny yeah it makes you like different in some way exactly and so that's how i felt like like looking for alaska like did with like (laughs) depression because the whole time he's like she you know she's like there's an emo bitch yeah so okay did that come off bad or can we no no i think i I think we can keep it in like i don't think that was offensive i didn't want it to like come off as like insensitive as that i'm like saying people with Tourette's are like doing that it's more of like it's just like a basic tiktok is doing it because tiktok exactly the random ways that you can get famous and everybody tries to get on that band bandwagon yeah. whether you should or not so right. I and then, agree. There's, there's no way to verify that any of these people actually have what they say right doing. yeah and usually i feel like usually you can tell like the way the ticks are it's like like the girl like singing the lyrics like there's no way it's just like you can tell it's like authentic but I can totally see some people doing it like oh my god I'm getting mad coming up with these hypothetical accounts (laughs) but I bet they exist out there where do you remember Tourette's guy on YouTube yes that that was fake yeah oh my god I I never knew that was fake yeah but that makes sense because I recently heard that yeah and he would always say Bob Saget, which yeah. that, that is funny just because that is so random. Why did they use Bob Saget as his thing? But I don't like his name. Bob, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. It's, I'm like, oh, are you calling me a slur right now? <laughs> oh, God. Um, but so I'm like, I'm sure there are TikTok people out there fake doing it and doing some stupid like frack guy thing like oh, 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 like it made me flip a table or something oh my god no, well, I know, I agree. you know like you oh, know bitches are out there doing that one of the things that like all a bunch of these girls have in common with their ticks is that a lot of people yell beans like that's literally one of the most have, common things i have something Which, to say i actually wrote that down the yeah. beans girl the beans girl is the one that i was talking about that lets tourette's Oh. Right, her stuff. She's because re- she's really big on Tourette's TikTok. Yeah. She's like one of the main girls. These people so have she, like millions of, of followers. Yeah. So one of her ticks is Beans. And I have seen other big creators on Tourette's TikTok pick it up, which is like true. If they if it's like stimulating to their brain, they'll pick up like other people's ticks. So they'll pick up Beans. But so then it's like, oh, if all the big creators are saying Beans, then like that's like a classic, classic Tourette's phrase. Right. <laughs> beans. What were you going to say about it, Chasel? Um, I'll explain it when I, like, explain more about these disorders. Because that I actually wrote that down in, like, in relation to one of my theories about the situation. Okay. Should I, like... I guess, I mean... Start explaining? Yeah, why not? Because basically, yeah, we thought that was really interesting. And um, our first kind of impression when we first texted about it was that, like, is it some sort of like um i can't think when you hypo hypochondriac kind of thing of like these people already yeah like these people already like because of anxiety had some sort of tick or just like habitual motion or something so then they're watching that and like oh my god i do have a tick and they basically like develop ticks not because they have something that would normally give them ticks but they have some other like disorder that like allows them to develop it so that was like our initial thing and then Chasel was gonna like actually look into it and we're gonna find out what she found out 
Okay. So disclaimer, obviously I am not a professional with any of these things. I am a master's student in clinical psychology and I'm going to become a psychologist, but like at the moment I have no licensure. So I'm not out here trying to make claims. Just got to say that. Okay. (laughs) Anyways. So let me think of where to begin. Okay. So to start, I don't think they have Tourette's. That's my thesis. (laughs) and I'm going to explain why. Okay. So there are three tick disorders and the, the, the DSM-5, which is like the Diagnostic Statistics Manual of Mental Disorders. I'm sure most people with any sort of mental illness, which is most people have heard of it. <laughs> so the, the book kind of goes in order of like, to an extent, age with some variation in there. So the beginning of the, of the book is like, or the manual is uh, – neurodevelopmental disorders and like the the main criteria for a lot of those are that you have to be like a certain age range like typically at the very least below 18 some a lot younger most being a lot younger and the tick disorders fall in there too so there are three main tick disorders there's provisional tick disorder which is like it's ticks that you'd see in Tourette's but it lasts less than one year so you have that diagnosis if like it only lasts less than one year or like before you can qualify for having Tourette's and that includes vocal or motor tics. Um, There is persistent tic disorder, which is like the next thing up. And that one only includes either motor or either vocal tics. And that one has to be more than a year. I think what distinguishes it from Tourette's is that it's either or of the type of tic. So, and then Tourette's disorder has multiple motor and one or more vocal tics. Um, And for all these things, they for like motor and vocal ones, they don't have to occur at the same time to qualify for these diagnoses. They just have to exist within their experience of tics. Um, all of these disorders have the common thing of they, they supposedly have an onset before 18. That's like a main criteria to have this diagnosis. Like with anything, there are a few exceptions, but it's super, super rare for any adults or even teenagers to develop this. Like typically the average age where this is developed, I think, is between ages four to six. There's actually a okay. decrease. Oh, so in, like young, young. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a decrease in onset during your teenage years. It is possible to have the onset later in life, but it's like super, super rare. And it, when it does happen, even though it's still rare, it typically has to do with exposure to drugs or some type of damage to the central nervous system, which this is, I have a theory about this. Um, so they mentioned this is like this is a conspiracy theory basically so i'm not saying this is like an actual thing these aren't my official theories about what's happening i just found this like correlation interesting in all of these articles they talk wait before you keep going so is it something you're born with or like is it something that is like because of the way your brain is wired or is it something that comes from trauma or is it like a mix Um, are some people like more susceptible to developing it and then develop it because something happens it's a mix so the etiology on this like isn't it talked about temperamental environmental and genetic factors which is like typically the case for most disorders and i'll explain some of those i think later on i have some like i think yeah i wrote more about it so i don't remember if the dsm mentioned that like if someone in your family has it you're more genetically predisposed but it makes sense that you would have that gene in you it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like expressed and I have my theories later on that I'll explain about how I think these genes could possibly be become be expressed somehow because there's this thing called epigenetics which is like how the environment affects your genes and can like so like trauma for example can express certain genes that like might not have been expressed otherwise so i think epigenetics is really really interesting it's like super really really confusing yeah (laughs) i agree it's really convoluted it's like so but it's awesome right i feel like we'll learn a lot about i mean about a lot of disorders but i feel like specifically mental health disorders that way because like obviously as as we all know like the etiology of mental health disorders is like there's never one cause so so one of my like, conspiracy theories about the situation, which I, I don't really think there's, I, I don't think that one is causing the other. I just think like it'd be interesting if there's a correlation between these two. So in all of these articles talking about these girls developing this, they talked, let me, I wrote down that per, the percentages. So there's a rise in patients with ticks during the pandemic, which is also correlated obviously with higher TikTok use during the pandemic. In the past, a lot of these places where like I guess these numbers were taken from different hospitals there'd be like one or two cases per year before the pandemic and now 
since March 2020, when the pandemic started or like officially started in the U.S., it's it went up to 60 people that year. And at the Johns Hopkins Tourette Center at the university there this year, they had 10 to 20 percent of people coming in with ticks when typically they have two to three percent. What I also find interesting is that I know that this isn't like a rule necessarily, but it actually typically affects um, boys a lot more than girls. So typically there's a ratio of either two to one for males to females or four to one. So it's interesting that it's happening more to women than to men in these cases. Also something to put out there that I think most people know by now, but I just want to clarify Tourette's like people with Tourette's typically don't do the thing where they like shout obscenities or anything like that. That's, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but it's called coprolalia, something like that. Um, they don't typically do that and they typically don't engage in like self injury type of behaviors. It's just that when we've seen it in media, like they're obviously going to show the most extreme cases. I haven't really, I'm not on Tourette's TikTok, so I haven't seen what they do, but I'm sure that there, there might be more extreme cases on there. And I'm sure that those go more viral because that's the way that media works. Um, also something interesting about the study. So the study that we're referring to in this episode is like, I don't remember when it was done, but there was like an actual scientific study trying to find some correlation between these things. And of the people that they like, the subjects that they had for this uh, study to figure out like why these people are developing ticks all of a sudden, 57% had another psychiatric condition, which like, I mean, that's how, you know, maybe more of that wasn't disclosed, I'm sure, but that's how many were disclosed, which I think it's interesting that there is some comorbidity there with other illnesses. Um, yeah. I don't want to like mansplain comorbidity to you guys, but in case people don't know that, that's like, I, I don't know the actual definition of it, but like how it's typically used in clinical psychology. It's, it's like, for example, like depression is highly comorbid with anxiety. It's like co-occurring illnesses and some illnesses have more of a co-occurrence thing than like other illnesses. So those are some things that I found from the study that were interesting and I'll get back to like explaining a little more about this. So it's also like, oh, let me explain my like conspiracy theory that again, I don't think is the cause, but it's an interesting correlation. So it occurred, it started getting worse like during the pandemic, which I do think it's mainly because like TikTok use went up. However, it's interesting that it says that the onset of tick disorders in adults is extremely rare. And if it does happen, it typically has to do with drug exposure or some type of damage to the central nervous system. I don't know what type of damage this is, but an example they used of like central nervous system damage is post-viral encephalitis. I don't know what encephalitis is, but post-viral, it made me think COVID and like we don't know like the long-term effects or the effects on the brain really. So like I'm wondering if in these studies in the future, they might study like potential correlations between like having COVID in the past or something. I really don't think that's what's causing it. I just think it'd be interesting to study that as a potential correlation because like if, if it is, I don't know the age of these women. I'm also interested in that. I don't know how like the average ages of people who are developing it now, but I'm assuming that they're like either late teens or like early twenties or something, which would make their cases Um, super rare. I think they were, Okay, so in the one article, the mean age was 18 years old, but a lot of them were, like, 13. Oh, holy shit. Or younger. Yeah. Oh. Um, I was also going to say, I want to put it out there. They did mention, like, the possible link between that and vaccines, just because, like, everyone talks about how vaccines can lead to fucking disorders like this. But they all the data that they took was from March before vaccines were even a thing. So no. So debunk. Shut Not up. even going there. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> one thing I have been thinking though this whole time is this might just not be the case for this, but you know how like so much we recently talked about in our group text, um, so much of modern medicine is based off of men. Like yeah. maybe in women ticks present differently true until later and these girls were slightly presenting it and didn't realize until they saw it on tiktok just like women in women in adhd how it like presents differently so that i wonder if that is gonna end up playing a role in it i think that's a very good point and i think that's super plausible i i definitely i'm like damn you're right 
Yeah. And it actually like mentions this too, um, which is the case even for like ADHD and other neurodevelopmental disorders. So like, like I said, like the main, in this section of the DSM, one of the main criteria is that it has to be like under 18. So for example, like ADHD, even if you get diagnosed in adulthood, you have to have had signs as a child. And even though it's rare because like these, these symptoms are more like, you know, you can see them with like tick disorders. It is possible that adults had it when they were younger and didn't realize, especially like you said, Nikki, if it presented differently in women and yeah. something else you mentioned earlier, which I found interesting because I also wrote it down when you mentioned like whoever mentioned the beans thing first, you mentioned something about um, how like sometimes people with Tourette's or other tick disorders like might pick up on a tick from someone else. Yeah. I that That actually is in the risk factors in the DSM in the there's like there was temperamental temperamental genetic and another one that I can't remember and I think this one was in the oh and environmental so in the environmental one it was talking about how it's possible that people can like observe a gesture or a sound and make a similar gesture or a sound it also can cause like social problems as a result because like you're not mocking them but it can seem that way so people can pick up ticks that way so if like they see this person, if they already have a predisposition to one of these disorders and they see people like having ticks that say beans or something, then I can see them like picking that tick up themselves. Essentially what that would be is like modeling, which like modeling is that's, that's like a, a, a main way of learning. Like as a kid, for example, if you weren't modeled how to communicate properly, you're not going to communicate properly like shit like that. So, so they're being modeled that by seeing it on TikTok more often. So like they might be able, they might be picking up on that as a result. As for like the genetics thing. So, Oh, okay. So I, I wrote down like in terms of like the epigenetics argument that I think might be playing a role, even though it's still rare to develop like later in life, it is possible for our environment to affect what genes are expressed. So maybe the environmental risk factor of seeing someone else do it on TikTok and with the frequency that they might see it, especially with the algorithm that just like feeds you the same shit over and over again. I can see like maybe it triggering the expression of some of these genes. On top of that, stress can, stress just like with everything else, it does exacerbate the symptoms of these things. Like if you're in a stressful environment, your tics might increase. So as we know, there's a lot of like mental illness shit associated with social media. So I'm wondering if that increase in mental illness in general, just from social media existing on top of the people who use TikTok often to see these TikToks might have like higher anxiety or something. Well, so, and on top of the stress of the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Among like, and just amongst just like life <laughs> stressors that like are more normal life stressors. So yeah, so I can, I can see those things all affecting each other and i'd like to mention my theories now so let's hear it first theory is like which is probably like the most overarching probable one and like there are more specific things for maybe individual cases is the whole mass sociogenic illness thing which is mentioned in a lot of these articles um jill do you want to kind of explain what it is it's not an actual like disorder or anything but yeah oh it's a concept yeah yeah. So the the one um, article that we read, which this was a scientific article, I will put that out there, um, explained that they believe that like pretty much the result here is that this is a mass sociogenic illness, which is basically just like, all right, let me give the the full definition of what they said. That it is the rapid spread of illness signs and symptoms affecting members of a cohesive group originating from a nervous system disturbance involving excitation, loss, or alteration of function, whereby physical complaints that are exhibited unconsciously have no corresponding organic etiology. So so what did you said? <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, it's just like behaviors, emotions, or conditions spreading spontaneously through a group that like has, I don't know if it has like no actual like correlation to something that's wrong with your brain or if there's like just a very I don't know <laughs> I I mean it it makes sense like obviously we're a product of our society in so many ways and 
like these social factors like can influence as individual us as individuals like i mean if it affects our mental health as we've seen with just like social issues that we've had in our life like there's no reason why it wouldn't affect it for different type of mental disorders like you know there's no reason why not to believe that if social things can affect our anxiety or depression or like literally anything else why would it not affect something like this especially when there are other factors involved like the whole modeling thing and like things just like social media in general yeah i feel like when i first heard this i kind of had this idea like a line sort of when i was thinking of how kind of like habitus influences this because this is kind of like the same idea not necessarily in like a neurological sense um habitus is more like the sociological sense um but kind of just how if you're involved in a group of people that are all like having the same general thoughts as each other then of course you're going to continue to have those thoughts right yeah i agree especially especially like that would happen in general because it's happened before social media but especially on social media where like the algorithm literally feeds you like the same thing which is what we've seen with like alt-right shit and everything like it like yeah. it, would, it, it reinforces your place in that community can i yeah. go on a uh short tangent yes about alt-right shit yeah did you guys see that fucking QAnon supporters went to fucking washington dc this past weekend expecting none other than jfk himself <laughs> and his son no, to announce no, that to, to, no, to, this is done i like I saw it as a tweet and I was like, ha ha, like, oh, is this the onion, you know? But yeah. so, no, JFK and JFK Jr. And Ooh. JFK, his son. Oh, Barty Crouch <laughs> Jr. <laughs> <laughs> this is me right now announcing JFK Jr. No, who died? I looked up because I was like, when did he die? He died in like the late 90s. So he's been for a minute. But, um, and as we know, JFK has been for a minute. So <laughs> they thought that the two of them would come out and JFK Jr. would be like, I'm running for president, yo. And everybody do, like, do they, ah! if you know it's 2021, it's not even an election year. Yeah, but like, you, have to start, <laughs> you have to start announcing because he's got to start, he started, got to start getting that money. I feel like if JFK was campaigning, he would not need to start three years um, early. <laughs> well, it's JFK Jr. campaigning. Oh, so oh, JFK is oh. just there to support him. Oh, as a well good then, father ew. in dc yeah, he, too, he does need three years <laughs> like not in hiding i mean i guess like they assume that he has been in hiding until now but like mm-hmm. as if as if dc wouldn't know that jfk was in dc <laughs> like <laughs> where did they think he was gonna walk out of just like on the, the white house, house yeah. lawn. <laughs> one of the yeah, rooms actually, in the white house where the old presidents live let me look where all the dead presidents live in the basement <laughs> the uh crypts Uh, in the ahs um like white building literally (laughs) i'm looking up q and on jfk so apparently though um oh sorry 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 i'm so sorry it's in (laughs) dallas not in dc he just like literally is a ghost literally (laughs) for halloween they think on halloween yeah the veil's down jfk is coming back q and on believers uh, showed up in Dallas expecting JFK Jr.'s return. Um, and so apparently a bunch... Oh, 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 okay. QAnon supporters gather over theory that JFK Jr. W- will emerge and announce that Trump is going to be reinstated. Oh, what? Oh, he's coming out <laughs> he's, to say that. He's the yeah. spokesperson. So... <laughs> when your spokesperson is a ghost. Okay, so, <laughs> although different versions of the theory have circulated, some posts appeared to state that Trump would be reinstated before stepping down. Then Kennedy, JFK Jr., would become president and name former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn vice president. What? Um, and so they they huddled around at Dealey Plaza and he didn't show up. And they were <laughs> like, oh, dang it. Um, but instead of, you know, being like oh he didn't show up because he's dead they were like oh he must god i can't remember what concert it was i'm trying to find it <laughs> oh he was oh, at a concert no, <laughs> no he was gonna he was gonna show up 
at at a concert that night. Oh, oh they're like, we're just getting ready. Like, we got a guest. <laughs> guest feature. <laughs> right? Y'all oh will believe God. who I brought on this tour. <laughs> a collab we've all been waiting for. JFK oh, Jr. God, and, the wiggles. <laughs> and the Wiggles. <laughs> this is a real, real. This is a real <laughs> news title from the Daily Beast. <laughs> QAnon crowd super bummed that JFK Jr. did not appear in Dallas. He failed yeah. again. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Rather than face their disappointment, though, the QAnon faithful quickly pivoted their new prediction, claiming that the Kennedys and a host of other late celebrities would unveil themselves at a Rolling Stones concert in Dallas later that day. Rolling Stones said one of the said the host of one live stream monitoring the event rolling away the stone <laughs> what stone maybe like the one that like kept jesus in his tomb as well oh. where they like roll that <laughs> shit away and he's like still alive that's what i'm picturing right now i i mean everything they believe is like what the fuck but like literally what the fuck like what, apparently what source what i know th- i know they don't have any sources to anything but what source makes them think like who was the intel that he's coming back from the dead. <laughs> well, apparently, <laughs> that this is like a subfaction of cultists. I I love that term for them, like cultists, but with a Q, because like Q is that really how, is that how it's spelled? Nice. Yeah, Q U L T S cult. Yeah, Quiznos. Yeah, so a lot of these Quiznos supporters, they um, this is like a subfaction of them, and like. The people that are part of the like main QAnon group, you know, the ones who are not quite as crazy. They're like, um, these people are like giving us a bad name. They're being so embarrassing. They're purposely trying to tarnish QAnon's name. It's like, (laughs) girl, he already tarnished that like the second he showed his fucking head. Like, right? It's just, yeah. Sorry about the tangent, but I no, dude, that was was important. That was important to know. I'm just confused. We're living in historical times. Literally, just like, why them though? Like, would what makes them think that they would support Trump? Yeah, right. Because Trump was sent from God. (laughs) Oh, true. JFK is a God. (laughs) Yeah, and JFK is a God-fearing Catholic, and so he'll be like. I thought you were gonna say he's God's favorite. (laughs) <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, if God's favorite, he would not have gotten shot in the head. True. So. No, I think that proves he was. True. He, yep. God's yep. favorite. He got shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. People, he was just too good. People were threatened. Yeah. True. He's like, God's oh like, God, you're too good for this like world. Jesus. He's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he was the reincarnation. Yep. <laughs> literally. Too bad yep. he died. <laughs> yep. This is. Literally, this is probably a conversation <sighs> that they had leading to this prediction. <laughs> they were like, "Holy shit! Like, wow, wait, it's like Jesus! Guys, oh my God, Jesus think was about still it. alive!" Yeah, <laughs> think about it. Think about it. No, guys, if you really think about it, though, like if you think about it for a second, like, like just, just think about it. Just think. <laughs> It'll all click. Yep. <laughs> just keep waiting. Like, keep, think really hard. Yep. Until it happens. <laughs> until you just believe it. <laughs> okay. So. Back to mass sociogenic illness. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Want- wait, by the way, I wanted to say quickly that that term is like basically the modern and like more developed term for mass hysteria. Well, so actually, yeah. So my question about that term is, so is it saying people are actually developing this disorder as a result of like this mass hysteria or is it that people think they're doing it as a result of mass hysteria i think it's more like everyone is like (sighs) i see it as like a phenomenon yeah more of like i'm trying to think of a similar example where like like for example um the whole salem witch trials thing like Uh, i mean i'm sure that people had mental disorders up in there too but like it, it wasn't like it wasn't like they developed mental disorders or anything like actual disorders as individuals. It was like as a collective, this is happening type of thing. The red scare. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, but like in this way, instead of like just being a psychological thing and a social thing in terms of like communicating shit like that, it's like more physical and becomes more psychosomatic, I guess. I actually have, 
it made me think of something that I learned about a long time ago. This is really rare and I'm pretty sure I, I can see it occurring in more than just schizophrenia. It must occur also in like other psychotic disorders. There's this thing called folia adieu. adieu. I'm not pronouncing oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Fall Out Boy album. And me and Chasel are convinced we've experienced. Yes. Because of the... Well, when was it, though? When we... The uh, stitch. The giant stitch. Yes. The stitch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this... I haven't like brushed up on this definition in a couple of years, but basically what that means and again it's super rare is like when two people are experiencing like the same hallucinations which is like obviously really rare in a lot of these cases for things like mass sociogenic illness and stuff it typically occurs with people who share a physical location yeah and i think it's just different now and it could occur in this way because like i mean like just because it's like online i don't need to explain it to anyone listening to this to this podcast like just because it's online doesn't mean it's any less like real in our lives like they literally are, they're not physically tangible, but they're physically in front of us. Like they're still communicating with us in some way via TikTok. So I can see it's still being able to create this thing, even though it's like through a display as opposed to like being in the same room as someone. Cause obviously you can evoke hella emotion and a bunch of other shit through display, AKA QAnon. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so I realized I basically explained my theories again, or my, my theories already, but I'll just like reiterate them there's just three it's one which is like the most probable one that at least i can see this one being like a for sure a thing and then like maybe becoming more specific first one is like the mass sociogenic illness like i feel like that is just happening period um and then like more specifically i think the modeling behaviors thing could be playing a big role and i'm interested i don't know if you could like study this i don't know if they would ever study this it's not like there is really much of a reason to but um so mirror neurons they do other things too i'm pretty i think from what i remember learning a long time ago in biopsychology but i know that mirror neurons are also are what helps us like learn things through modeled behavior actually you can also if people with more mirror neuron, mirror neurons are thought to be more empathetic and through being more empathetic you can develop more mirror neuron, mirror neurons so i'm interested in all the people experiencing this like all the people who like watch these TikToks frequently and are like on quote unquote this like that side of TikTok, I wonder like how many people are developing these tics versus like how many people in general watch these. And I'm I'm wondering like what makes those people different and if it's something like mirror neurons or even the epigenetics thing that was like my last theory. So I think all of those things combined, just like everything in general in life, but also like especially in psychological things. It, there really is never one answer so i'm yeah i think combination of these things plus much more could get to what the fuck is going on right now yeah and yeah. also for the psychosomatic thing so psychosomatic disorders i haven't got into that i'm actually next week i'll be learning about that in class um psychosomatic disorders are basically like psychological disorders that present with somatic symptoms which somatic means like like physical in your body type of thing and they usually get a bad rep and like people don't like being diagnosed with them because it, it can be seen as like it's in your head, but it's like, no, it's not that it's in your head. Like they are experiencing these things. It's just that there's no physical medical signs of it. And it's different than something like fibromyalgia where you can't detect it. It is different because it is some sort of psychological thing kind of causing it. So even if that is what's causing these things, like it doesn't make it any less like serious and it's not, it's, it's very rarely, malicious like even even disorders that like are like hypochondria the root of it to an extent is like seeking attention but it's not like the people are intentionally trying to be malicious and like seeking attention so even if it is those things it's still important and like should be helped it's just like i don't know i'm sure there are some people out there that are want to do it for clout because like i also in one of these articles a while ago read that Billie Eilish, I guess, recently came out with having, I haven't seen this. I just read in the article. I don't know if it's true. I guess she mentioned that she either had Tourette's or some other tick disorder. And like that is even more like an incentive to develop mainstream. Yeah. 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 Yeah, The article we read also mentioned like a statistic of how many of the um, content creators that they observed for this um, study, how many of them are selling like merch and shit now I saw, and yes. yeah it was it's 64.3 percent of the amount of like people that they studied for this which i don't know the exact number of how many they studied 
but yeah those that's fucking crazy that's more Stuff than half that, i'm like who's <laughs> buying that merch like how yeah do you right like, like uh what does it just say what beans? does the merch say i have Tourette's. <laughs> yeah. like which also to be fair though like cody co has merch and like it, it's just like his ice cream shit, like the sweet tooth stuff. So maybe it doesn't have to do with them having threats, but it shows that there's like monetary value to like getting really big yeah. in yeah. this area, which is like yeah. incentive. Well, and yeah, and if all of their videos are literally about that, then like that's why people consume their content, right? So. Exactly. Which yeah. actually, that brings me over. I mentioned so to the listeners. I mentioned this before the start of the podcast. Um. I there was this uh TikTok account that's like called like Contradictions of Trish and the, it's about Trisha Paytas who we've definitely talked about on here before and just she's a whole other slew of mental <laughs> illness conversations not to like True. be crass about it but she's just I I think she's the pr- epitome of somebody who will do anything to get famous yeah and there's proof in that and that how many <laughs> she faked being addicted to tanning to get on my strange addiction she was on the first episode of my strange addiction she so she faked that she was on nathan for you she was on like so she's on all these pilots of all these like reality shows because she didn't care what she was getting on tv for she just wanted to get on tv so it's just interesting that it like moved more over to the internet anyways that's just like i've been thinking about that recently where i'm like she just proves like she just wants to be famous. You know, there are people out there that don't actually have like a passion other than being famous. But so um, on the Frenemies podcast, Ethan Klein has said he has Tourette's and obviously Tourette's like presents in so many different ways. Um, and it, I didn't see any clips where he's exactly describing it, but from like context clues and some of the stuff Trish was saying, it sounded like he has more just like a physical like he has slight ticks like mostly like in his hands so it um, could yeah. be i think it's like it's mainly like his hands like shake back and forth and he also has like an eyebrow thing those are like yeah. his two main things. i was gonna say it could be that one like he could be calling it Tourette's, but it's that one that's like a notch lower that's just physical because the way he was responding to what he was saying she was saying he's like i don't it's not like that for me but so she is like so ableist about it she's like saying to him she's like oh my god i love having a friend with Tourette's it's so funny because then we can like make Tourette's jokes and he's like you're the one making all the jokes and she's like no but it's like funny like it's funny like having a friend with Tourette's and god i can like, hear Why? her saying this yeah i know she, literally that's what she's no but like it's funny and he's like no i don't get the joke and then she'll be like he, there was this one episode where he's like swearing and she's like oh my god you're Tourette's right now and he's like it's not my Tourette's what? I'm just, like I'm just it's making a joke yelling. and she's like she's like no but you're going like fuck shit like that's like Tourette's and he's like no like that's not what's yeah. happening right now and then it like cuts to later in the episode he's like swearing again and she's like see you're Tourette's you can't stop and he's like he's he literally said he's like you're out of line like you need to stop and yeah like, what the fuck? she just i'll send it to you guys like now that i'm talking about it but it's like uncomfortable to watch because you can see ethan klein is like so uncomfortable with her bringing it up not even that he's like embarrassed but just like she's so clearly like wow that again you're my well and when she's saying you're my terrestrial friend, she's like just like how um shit what's her husband's name um, Moses oh yeah she's like just how Moses is like my Middle Eastern one like you're my oh, Tourette's friend how oh, she's like obsessed God. with Jewish people yeah and yeah, so um she on. says to him she's like you should be on Tourette's TikTok that's like really big right now and <laughs> yeah. he was like no I don't want to make that type of content and she's like no but that's what you're supposed to do is like find something that people like feel sorry for you for and then just like go with that and that's Ugh, how you make girl. money and i was like that's again that's what i mean where i was like she literally just doesn't care she just like wants to be famous so she'll do anything for it and he's like no i'm not gonna do that and there's like multiple clips where she's like you should really get like make a Tourette's tiktok like just show your hand twitching or something and he's like no like also ugh. he's like he's big enough to like it's not it's not yeah, like he's asking like, her how do i become more famous like what also right. it's it's crazy to me that trisha like obviously i also i also knew about like the the tanning thing and just like things that she's done before because even before social media got bigger and bigger like i had at least heard of her and it's crazy because back then 
it was harder to get famous for random shit and she was still doing the most now that she has social media (laughs) it's like wow (laughs) it's insane it's like shameless almost i know my girl pick a lane (laughs) for real okay those are all my thoughts on this this situation if y'all have any more thoughts i don't know i don't think so okay well we ended up talking about random stuff for long enough where we're just going to talk about the other the second topic another day leave you with a little cliffhanger um <laughs> to be it totally is like yeah it's a total change of pace too and i feel like we could talk about that if we i would want to watch for a long time yeah okay yeah. yeah it's if you guys want to watch it so watch that you will know us. what we're talking about <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna have a like live stream and we're just gonna watch it <laughs> it's um it's called no impact man it's on youtube and it's about this family it's mostly this guy and he like forces his wife and his daughter to participate um where he's like i'm gonna live without impacting the world for a year of course so he like literally uses like cloth toilet paper and like no detergent and like some of the stuff is like okay yeah you go dude you know like He's biking to work and stuff, taking the bus, like, but also, like, okay. But then he, I don't know. It's, it's in, uh, I have a lot um, of thoughts on it. So we'll talk about it some other time. It's based, I mean, it's a lot more than this. I know it's related to, to climate change and stuff, but also it's um, essentially uh, rich people cosplaying poor. So <laughs> yeah, have that's an idea. I, was, I was like, literally, I ranted about this in my because I watch it for one of my classes I ranted about this but I was like literally it's such a privileged thing to do to right like say I'm not gonna use all these things and I'm just gonna shop at like my local farmers markets and shit like okay good for you but you can't like expect that everybody has the ability to do that yeah like most people could literally never have some class consciousness yeah so all right um any parting thoughts or should I do the like Thanks for watching. No thoughts. No thoughts. Literally, I <laughs> wish. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, thank you for listening to That's Kind of Wavy. I don't even remember what we say at the end. We post um, every Tuesday at some point in the day, usually early afternoon. Um, every but we other keep Tuesday. You on- <laughs> Did I say every Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We post every other Tuesday, usually early afternoon. Um, we like to keep you on your toes with the timing, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you can find us on Apple podcasts and on Spotify and you can follow us on social media. That's kind of wavy and yeah, but bye. bye. bye.